Hello and welcome to the Skin Lovers Unite podcast, your source for all things skin science, skincare and business. I'm your host Kelly, otherwise known as Skin Queen, and I'm so excited for you to sink your teeth into today's episode. I'm here to ruffle more feathers and honestly, I'm in a mood as well. So you're going to get one of my passionate rants. And (laughs) the reason why I'm in a mood is because when I tell you the efforts and lengths that I've gone to, to record this podcast and get it out to you, (gasps) wow, my usual podcasting host software is just not playing friendly. So I've had to revert back to Zoom. So here we are. But it's just, you know, some people think that owning an online business is just about creating a digital product once, putting it up there, making passive income and just being like a mooch on life. And that is just not the truth. There is so much work that goes into it, so many moving parts and just so much dedication that goes into really serving my audience, whether you've bought from me or not. It is a tough slog, but do you know what? I'm bloody passionate about it. And another thing I'm bloody passionate about is really helping to empower you as a skin therapist. So if you aren't a skin therapist, you probably won't get too much out of this episode, but I do still think that you will get a few key takeaways because I talk about client behavior towards the end. So let's get straight into it for the seventh time. (laughs) Seventh time for me anyway, only the first time for you. And before I start, I actually want to do a quick shout out to all my LED ladies. If you are listening to this podcast whilst you're under the LED, I love you and you're fabulous. You are starting a trend, which I just think is so cool. Make sure that you take a little selfie and you post that you're listening to this podcast while having a quick LED sesh because I love to see it. All right, let's get into today's episode. So this episode was inspired by a situation that happened a couple of weeks ago. And it was a situation that didn't happen to me. It happened to a friend of mine. Now, this friend lives interstate, doesn't live near me. However, since about November last year, we've been quite fortunate in the way that we've seen a lot of each other. So I have been to visit them interstate. They've come and visited me. Then I went back to their state twice. They came and visited me. And then I went back to their state. And so with that, they suggested that I started giving them facials. And I was like, yes, perfect. Would love to because I've got lots of facial equipment with me and products. Shout out Circuit Cosmeceuticals. And I've got a lot of facial tools. So I've got gua sha, I've got cryo wands, I've got an LED face mask. I've got really cool under eye masks. Shout out dermatology. And I've also got a couple of other things that I usually pull out and play with. So I was like, great. I can finally do this on somebody and we can record content. It can be really fun and really cute. Would love to do that. But this was because they were prepping their skin for Mardi Gras. So if you don't know what that is, it's the World Pride Festival at the moment. It started last week and it's continuing on this week, I believe. I was supposed to go to Sydney on the weekend, but my body is just way too tired So I decided to pull the plug on that one. That's okay because my friends are still there having an amazing time and they wanted healthy glowing skin before the whole two weeks worth of shenanigans. And I was like, amazing. I would love to help you do that. So additionally, apart from me giving this person probably five or six facials, I gifted them a heap of skincare, but they also bought a heap of skincare based off my recommendations as well, which is really cool. And 
it got to a stage where I was like, I actually don't think I can treat your skin any further. I think we've gotten your skin to a point but I actually think you need devices now. And obviously I'm not a skin therapist anymore with a clinic, not yet. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I've got a little bit more of an idea of location, which will be really cool. But I legit was like, I think you should go to X clinic and go and have this treatment. And so my friend agreed and they were like, well, I've seen it on TikTok heaps, I Rob, and I've actually seen lots of before and afters on social media. So I would love to go and do that. So they booked a consultation with a clinic. They went and had the consultation and the therapist was like, no, we're not going to give you that treatment. You need to do at least three to four months worth of prep with us first before we can actually perform that treatment on you. And I was like, did you tell them that I've been treating your skin like you've literally just had six facials where we worked on your barrier function? And did you tell them what products that you were using? Because your barrier is really healthy. And he was like, yeah. And she said that she just has to follow protocol. And I was furious (laughs) because I was like, well, that's dumb because they're not applying critical thinking. And I was like, what a missed opportunity. I was like, don't worry, go to this clinic. It's a chain of clinics that I have trained personally. And I know that they're good quality. They use a really good quality device. Go visit them. So on he went and he went and booked in the appointment and literally booked in a whole heap of treatments. They had three or four and paid up front. It was like an 800 or $1,000 investment. I think maybe it was $1,000 because they did LED at the end. And they've just had their last treatment. The before and afters are amazing. Their skin looks amazing. I'm so happy for them. But I wanted to chat about this because I just think we need to stop putting people into cookie cutter approaches. And I really want to empower you as the skin therapist. This isn't to be like, I can't believe somebody did this. And this isn't to be like, that was just silly and that was dumb. And we should just totally throw prep out the window. No, I want to just give you the tools and resources that you need as a skin therapist so that next time you can approach this with a little bit more critical thinking. I'm really on one. (laughs) All right. First things first, I'm not against prepping. I think prepping is important. But why do we prep the skin? We prep the skin for a couple of different reasons. I was taught when I first started out by my amazing boss, shout out, Emily, if you're listening to this podcast, that you need to repair the skin before you refine the skin, which means you need to repair the barrier function and strengthen it before we start diving in with all of these treatments. Because if you start doing peels, micros, hydros, dermaplaning, enzyme masks, whatever it is on an impaired barrier, it's going to make things worse for the client, point blank. So repair before you refine. That's one part of prepping. The other part of prepping is obviously getting a client on a tyrosinase inhibitor, especially if they are a little bit more on the darker Fitzpatrick scale, I would say anything from three and above, because if you leave a peel on too long in one area and it frosts, or if you go too hard with the micro, or if you're doing dermaplaning and you accidentally cut somebody, or if you do hydro and you suck too hard, or if you do IPL, or if you drag the needling, so many treatments, you can accidentally cause post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. And I know this because I've done it quite a lot over my eight years. And it's okay, it's been minimal, minimal, and I've known how to fix it and reverse the damage. But a lot of the times this can be reversed if people are using a tyrosinase inhibitor 
first. And when I'm doing it, I'm not doing it horrendously. Like I did it to my best friend who's from Filipino descent. She got a bit of frosting on her skin. I got excited. I wanted to take a quick pic. When we removed it the next day, that area of skin got darker before anything else. And I was like, look, we probably just have to do another peel to fix this, which it did. And it was fine. And we looked after her barrier, got her on tyrosinase inhibitors. You wouldn't even know it's there now. This is why we do prep. We ask our clients to be on a tyrosinase inhibitor before we do some of these treatments just to safeguard us because they will be shitty if that happens to them. Additionally, we want to make sure that we are maintaining sustainable results and making sure that that stratum corneum and that epidermis is healthy before we treat it. Because if we have a stratum corneum that hasn't been turned over in bloody two months, or if we've got a epidermis that's super paper thin, it's not going to be of any use to us either. So if we can get our client onto a retinol beforehand, it'll make a world of difference. However, it doesn't always need to be our retinol or tyrosinase inhibitor. <laughs> and this is where I want to dive into one size does not fit all. With my friend, they were having treatments with me, but I obviously didn't have the devices and tools, so I on-referred. And this situation probably happens more often than you think. They could be visiting Pam's Pink Pamper Salon, having a certain treatment with a certain therapist, bought all their products, loved them. You know, they were getting their brows and nails done, and then they started doing more skin, so they converted them over to skin. But then they were like, oh, I actually can't really treat your sun damage as effectively. Go and book in for IPL. And then the person's like, no. Not to do my protocols, even though that person's just gone and had a whole heap of facials with somebody else and is using their products. I'm like, well, that is really not doing the client a good service. I really think this needs to be a case by case scenario. Are you leaving money on the table because you are scared to retail? Maybe you're scared that your clients will feel like you're being too pushy or that you're trying to do the hard sell on them. Girlfriend, you are not alone, and this is the reason why I created Queen of KPI. It is projected that the skincare industry alone, so not what we do as therapists, just skincare, will do between $100 billion and $145 billion in 2022 to 2028. So the chances that your client are already using something is high. Queen of KPI is my mini program that will teach you how to successfully get out of your head and overcome your limiting beliefs when it comes to money mindset and start serving your clients and growing your income. Packed with two masterclasses, my brand new branded skin concern flashcards, printed scripts and various clients consultation forms, you will be meeting your KPIs like a queen. Use my code SKINLOVER at the checkout to get 50% off the program and make 2023 your year. I want to share some information with you that is going to blow your mind. So if you're still listening and you're a hairdresser, you're a nurse injector, you're a business coach or mentor, whatever you are and you're listening, I've got some golden nuggets for you here. People want the dream outcome and they want to know that it's actually going to get the dream outcome no matter what it is they're spending time or money on minus the time and effort. It's as simple as that. They want dream outcome. They want to be assured that they're going to actually be able to achieve the outcome minus time and effort. Think about it. This is why plastic surgery, filler, Botox, 
cool sculpting, fat sculpting, all of that is one, expensive, but two, super popular. Whereas, you know, actually going on these long-term journeys with your skin, with your body, with your diet, with whatever is probably a little bit less popular. It's the same with people love going and getting lashes and nails and tans and getting their hair done because it's an instant change. And I know you're going to be like, oh, but skin is an instant and that's okay, but you got to work with your clan at the end of the day. And I'm going to speak to you a little bit more about that shortly. It's the same with your business, right? If I was to say to you, I can come in and I'll do all of your changes in your business. I will Tabitha coffee the shit out of your business. If you don't know who Tabitha coffee is, she did this whole TV show where she took over hair salons that weren't doing so well in America for one reason or another. And she totally turned them upside down to make them an amazing place that was profitable and really save their businesses. And so imagine if I was like, I'll come and do a whole Tabitha coffee on your business. And I will make sure that in one week, your business will be able to generate $10,000. And all you need to do is pay me $10,000. But if I don't achieve that result for you, then you don't pay me. But if I do achieve that result, you're going to continue to earn $10,000 plus every week, off into the sunset until the end of time, maybe even more if you implement my learnings. Or you could go and be like, all right, I'm going to go join a business mastermind. Oh, it's $1,000. That requires my time and effort oh, that's really hard. I don't know. I don't have time. What if I miss the Zoom recording? Then I've got to go back and listen to it again. Oh, now I've got to download resources. Oh, now I've got to go implement it. And this is why it's so scary to invest in ourselves in that capacity because it's dependent on you and the results that you're able to produce. And humans are not consistent creatures. We're not. And so it's a bit like, uh, I don't know. You'd rather pay somebody the $10,000 to come and do it for you. And honestly, I'm considering offering that as a service, as I'm saying. (laughs) If you want to pay me $10,000 to come and renovate your clinic, to come and do your treatment menu, look at your profitability, do training with your staff, do your marketing, let me know because I know I'm capable of doing that. Anyway, it's the same with your clients. Clients are willing to pay a high ticket, which means they're willing to pay more money And so I think we need to do this case by case because otherwise you're going to continue to lose clients and people are going to be like, oh, you're just trying to sell to me. Put yourself in their position. If you were to go to a hairdresser and I've had this happen to me before and you've already been seeing a hairdresser, you're using salon quality shampoo and conditioner and products. You go in because you just want some foils done and your current hairdresser's on maternity leave, for example. And they're like, oh, you would have to start on our products for two weeks beforehand and like we would have to strengthen your hair with a plex treatment first before we could actually do the foils and we probably wouldn't be able to do a full head we could do a half head just to begin with you'd be like okay but my other hairdresser has been able to do it and I've got all these other products from my other hairdresser what's wrong with them you would be like less inclined to want to spend money because you're like okay this person's just trying to sell to me and that's the reality of it And so what I want to recommend to you is when people appear in your clinic like this, do some skin analysis first. So what does that mean? That means actually getting a Maggie lamp, a Woods lamp, your skin analysis machine out and having a look at the client's skin. Because yes, they'll say, oh, I'm using this. I've done this. I'll put it all on the bloody consultation form, but we need to double check it for ourselves. And we're checking for oil flow. We're 
checking to see signs of dehydration. Do they have, you know, really flaky, dry skin? Is their skin quite red? Ask some questions. Does your skin feel dry and tight after cleansing? Does your skin sting when you put products on it? How often do you exfoliate? What does your skin look like after you exfoliate? Do you take essential fatty acids? When you ask those questions and you also are looking at the skin, you'll get a pretty good idea soon enough whether that person is barrier impaired or not. And the last thing I want to recommend is test patching. If you are still a little bit worried, you're like, oh, I've never really done this before. Like everything looks okay, but I'm still a little bit worried. Do a test patch. And if you're like, oh, Kelly, but there's consumables, charge for a test patch. Do you have to charge $50 for a test patch? but it means that person can come and have your advanced treatment in three treatments or less, they'll pay it, (laughs) add it into the package and they will pay it. And then what actually happens is when you do a test patch and if it's for needling, if it's for IPL, if it's for RF, if it's for laser, do it on their face, don't do it on their arm or whatever, actually do it where you're going to treat them. And if they're going to get a response, you'll see pretty quickly you'll see pretty quickly that they're going to get redness, they might break out in hives, they might get a histamine response, they might get a rash, they might get severe flakiness. And that is going to be a clear indication about whether or not they should do that treatment with you. Similar to anybody who's ever worked in laser hair removal. I remember one time a lady came in and she'd had a histamine response all over her legs and she was freaking the hell out. She was like, I've spent the night in a hospital. I've never been more itchy. I was like, have you taken any antihistamines? She was like, why would I take that? And I was like, because this is a histamine response because we've done laser on your legs where you've been consistently shaving and so you've got no stratum corneum and your legs are barrier impaired. And so this is a natural response. The histamine is just working to protect your skin and protect your skin cells from any trauma, irritation, allergens, pathogens. So you'll know pretty quickly. And all you need to do if a client does have a response like that I would be getting a barrier cream that isn't scented because any scents, any essential oils, any aloe vera or plant or botanicals are going to trigger off more of a histamine response. So I would literally just be getting like a sorbeline cream or a Vaseline cream, whacking it on the area, advising that they can take an antihistamine and be like, okay, your barrier is a little bit impaired. If we were to do this all over your face, that's the response that we're going to get. So Let's actually look at solutions to repair your barrier first so that we can actually safely perform the treatment and get you the results that you want super quick. It's as simple as that. But we really need to apply critical thinking because I think a lot of us are just checking boxes and being like, oh, well, that's what the manufacturer told us not to do. Well, that's what the product supplier said to do. But you need to think about, well, what would the ideal outcome be? But also what would happen if I was to do it? I think that is important. Anyway, let me know if you found lots of value in this episode. Let me know if you completely disagree with me or let me know if you found it really helpful because I do these episodes for you. I don't do them for me. I just want to give you lots of topics and talk about things that I know are going to help you as a skin therapist. But thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week. 